Blog Talk Radio. Now let's join Holly Steffi and Red Velvet Media as we explore the inspirational worlds of music, media, and more. presents a spiritual journey for women, exploring the deep mysteries, sacred sites, and holy teachings of Mary Magdalene in France. For more information, visit joanclark.com. That is such a great intro. I love it. Welcome to Red Velvet Media. This is Holly Stuffy. And um, I hope you guys enjoyed those um, intros. I just got those done by my... uh, um, friend Lex, and um, we will be using that because we're going to be doing a relaunch of Red Velvet Media. And um, I wanted to say I'm super excited about today's guest, and today's guest is really special. Um, it, Joan Clark is just an amazing woman, and she has these multiple things that she does in her life that is just so amazing, besides just the fact that she is a master aromatherapist and creating her own perfume line and um, certified in reflexology and kundalini yoga, dance movements, some million things. She founded the group uh, Women of Essence. She's also known to me first as being that she does these pilgrimages every year for the path of Mary Magdalene and the Goddess Mystery School. So I am going to bring her on, and we're going to talk a little bit about the different things that are going to be happening. And we also have Sandy Fox on with us as well, because she has taken the pilgrimage and will be assisting um, with a, a few things this year. So let me bring both of them into the studio. And I want to welcome everyone to Red Velvet Media Blog Talk Radio. And if you'd like to call in, the number is 347-677-1036. The chat room's open if you want to go in there. And if you want to listen to the show afterwards, you can do so by listening to it on iTunes and also on Red Velvet Media Blog Talk Radio On Demand. Welcome to the show, Joan and Sandy. Thank you. Thank you. So happy you guys are here. Hey, what did you think about that opening? I think it was, it's amazing. It was great. Isn't I it, it was really great? I think it that sounds did good. an amazing job. I'm super great job. stoked. Um, so, Joan, you know, you have this special gift. And Sandy, I saw Sandy's um, story um, through my through her eyes with the images that she posted from when she took the pilgrimage with you. And besides um, that, let's start off first about who you are and what you're doing right now, and then we'll get in, and then maybe we can get into the pilgrimage, and, and Sandy can interject a little bit about how amazing that is and about the new book and um, uh, from your um, guide that's with you. We can talk a little bit about that too. Well, thank you. Um I think it's always really difficult to talk about yourself because, you know, <laughs> I'm surrounded I know. 
following their path and their passion. Um, I think that um, I have a passion about so many things, and I've had the luxury of being able to explore those. One of those are scent and how scent can influence our lives and invoke mm-hmm. memory and bring us into um, beauty as well as inspiration as well as wisdom. Um, so I have, you know, I have like um, been involved in aromatherapy for probably, well, with the essential oils for probably about 24 years and then just with plant spirit medicines um, ever since I was really little. I just have been really um, connected to the earth and nature. And um, so, um, so that's been kind of my passion and it's led into so many different things. I started in dance and movement, and um, that was um, about um, learning energy. And um, I do have an energy um, therapy practice, but dance and movement, and watching the body and what it mo- and how it moves, and what it's trying to tell us, and because the body has such a way of um, expressing itself to us. And then I um, I found the world of aromatherapy and plant spirit medicine, and I realized that. The plants have energy just like our bodies do, and when you can use the two of them together and you bring the intuition and the, un- the intelligence of the body and, and you marriage that together, there's this beautiful synergy that happens and we become um, so much more of our authentic self. So, um, so um, scent and movement really were the first part of the journey. Um, and then um, just the exploration of, of being able to incorporate that in so many different ways in my life. And um, sacred pilgrimages are one of those. I think when we travel, we get to explore um, parts of ourselves that maybe we don't get to explore um, on our, our day-to-day basis because we live kind of like in a place of security sometimes. And um, travel makes us have to be more open-minded and um, look at things in new and different ways. Mm-hmm. So, uh, so yeah. So I, there's just. I think it's pretty amazing though what you're doing. I mean, aromatherapy I know is really, really a special art. Um, I know that just from myself, um, learning about aromatherapy and also distilling my own oils and stuff like that, just for my personal purposes. And then I did it for Aveda for um, a short period of time. Um, I know that that takes a lot. And I know that you have created this woman's group, Woman of Essence, and you're creating your own line of essential oils and natural perfumes. So um, that there is huge. That's huge for someone to do that. I, I think that um, I think that when it's just something that you love, it's it just comes. You know, I can't say that it's been easy because, you know, everything that we do, you know, there's a journey with it. And working with the plants, as you know, you've said you've worked with them yeah. and you've, you've just grown and stuff. They, they are teachers. They are like, you know, I sit here in front of my a perfume organ that my husband created for me and I have all these beautiful fragrances in front of me and each one of them has become a friend, a teacher, you know, a muse. Um, they really have become... Um, more than just, um, you know, the earth and, and the elements. They've become my my master teachers of love and forgiveness and compassion and all those things that are so important to our our place with inside of ourselves. So, um, yeah, it's and it's been such an amazing journey. And I've had 
people like Sandy and so many women at, that have supported the journey with me and that have taken this journey with me. I mean, I'm looking at we're giving a retreat in a couple of weeks, and many of the women that are coming to the retreat, we've been doing this like for 20 years together. So yeah. it's like, been, you know, we've been on this sacred journey for a long time, and the plants have been um, um, a part of that process for us. We've, we've distilled ourselves you know, using mm-hmm. them. Mm-hmm. You know, so absolutely. Been, I, I think that is so cool. Um, where would um, somebody get your perfume oils? Where Where are they available? Um, right now, I have a um, I have a website where you can go and get them. We are we are working on a new website right now. Some of the perfumes aren't on there yet, but they will be. But they can always just contact me um, at my email address. Um, and um, there are a few places that are carrying them, um, but basically they are, you can, and if you go to my classes, I always carry them in my classes and, um, and any of the retreats. And um, so right now they're just basically through me and through, uh, we, we do have a distributor in Canada, um, Ambrosia Apothecary, and they carry the line. And um, so, um, but um, most of it is just, personal contact i like to like work with people one-on-one too with the oils oh sure because it's a personal thing i know for me it's really funny um they always say to everyone that when you pick up uh, an essential oil and you smell it if it really resonates with you and it's something that your body actually like you were talking about how things are part of you if it's something that your body actually needs for that moment it's going to resonate with you. Like, for instance, lately with me, Ylang Ylang has been really, um, that and also vanilla has been, mm-hmm. um, those are the two oils. And I have this really cool oil that I that I actually made a perfume, and it's my own personal scent. It's, it's patchouli and vanilla mixed together. With a tiny oh, yeah. little bit, with a tiny little bit of orange, and um, it smells really cool. And uh, mm-hmm. a lot of people say, "What is that oil you're wearing?" And it's just, you know, I I just I just play with them. And um, what is this about your? Um, is that true though about the oils that your body might need and that your your inner sense is really pulling towards if you pick up one and you like the way it smells. Carnation is another one that really is big for me right now, the smell of the carnation oil. Yeah, I think that, yeah, I think that we intuitively know um, mm-hmm. what we need. Um, so, you know, yeah, like you say, oh, that lang at first, you know, when you first said that, I said, oh, well, you know, a lang-a-lang is it's very calming, it's very sedating, but it's also very sensual and brings out that divine feminine energy. You know, the vanilla is very sweet and very, you know, alluring and, you know, makes us feel safe because, you know, we smell vanilla and we think of home and and, mm-hmm. um, and then that sweet orange that's happy and joyful. And so it seems like, and then the patchouli is just really, it can be very grounding. So you've got this really beautiful mix that you're, you know, that, that could earthy. Yeah. Yeah. For you know, me, I like it. What are some of yeah. your favorite oils to work with right now? Oh, you know, I like to work seasonally um, with the oils and stuff like that. Um, 
creating a perfume is very different. You know, there's so many different levels in aromatherapy and different ways to use the oils. So, I mean, it depends on if I'm working with a perfume um, or whether I'm doing a therapeutic blend or, you know, uh, are creating something specifically for another person. Um, I guess, you know, my all-time favorite, and I know, you know, a lot of people don't like this, but I love patchouli. I mean, it's one of my all-time favorites. Oh, my you know, God, it's my favorite, favorite, favorite. Make, it's the make love, not war kind of. Um, but it also taps, I think, you know, on a spiritual level and to be um, on a soul level, it really, like, connects. And, oh, I love, I love, I love the florals. I, um, um, I love ginger, um, ginger lily right now is one of my favorite um, oils mm-hmm. I'm working with. I love magnolia. Um, um, because they bring out such a beautiful floral scent in um, a perfume. Um, jasmine is always, you know, that's all, that's you know your sidekick. You know, I'm always into jasmine. Oh uh, yeah, um, and, and gardenia, and gardenia. Gardenia, yeah. When you yep. get a good, when you get a, get a natural gardenia, and um, so you know, working with naturals, as you know, is you know, it's a really, um, it's it's a specialty, you know, because. Um, the earth changes each year, and mm-hmm. um, so do the plants, you know. So, you know, finding those combinations. And I think that, as you said earlier, is that we're drawn to certain things at certain times, you know. Um, you, you need something grounding or you need something uplifting, and, and you go for those. I, oh, I, I need to, I, I feel so stuffed up, so I'll go for a eucalyptus or oh, I, I need to calm down, so maybe you'll do the lavender or the chamomile. There's just so many different ways that you can use mm-hmm. them that, that can help you assist your body, mind, soul, and spirit um, to come back into that place of center. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, they're, they're, um, they're amazing, amazing um, tools for um, healing as well as um, elevating our, our, our spirits and our souls and our you know, and, and inspire us. Oh, absolutely. I keep a bottle of uh, eucalyptus. During the winter season, I keep a bottle of uh, the eucalyptus in the shower or the tub and then just put a little bit of it on, on my chest, like if I'm sick or congested, with water. Obviously, we want to dilute them, and sometimes I can put a few drops in a bottle with a sprayer and water and this and that. But um, you know what I got that was really amazing was um, Alma, you know, she has the rose oil. And I got some of the rose oil and the jasmine, as you said, and um, I really enjoy those. But I want to ask you about jasmine especially. You know, I had heard, and correct me if I'm wrong, that I personally have smelled it when I've had encounters but um, when I know spirit is near me and I know for a lot of people maybe they don't understand but uh, for those that do when I know that spirit is near me or a divine um, some sort of source of energy I always pick up the smell of jasmine in the air Um, and they're saying I read somewhere where they say when you smell jasmine, usually that means there's a energy that's near you. Is that true? Have you heard that? Well, you know, I, I don't know if I've heard it so much about jasmine, but I think everything with a plant is very um, individual. You know, sometimes mm-hmm. they'll say when you smell the scent of rose, that you know that the Divine Mother is around you. Mm-hmm. And so 
you know, so maybe some people can smell tobacco and they can think that their spirit guides are around them. Or yours is Jasmine, you know. Um, when I was walking um, in the um, in one of the temples in France, I had this smell of 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 of, of patchouli and of vetiver, and I kept on thinking, what's that? What's that? You know, and I, I realized that it was you know, this guide that was around me. And um, so, you know, it can come in different forms. You know, sometimes my husband, he'll say, do you smell that? And I'll go, what is it? And he'll, go, and he'll say, well, it's, I smell tobacco. Or, I, you know, and, you know, we kind of really realize it's like one of his guides that are around him and stuff like that. You know, it's, t- it's time to, like, you know, tune in type thing. It's just like yeah. there's, there's some information that needs to come. Maybe there's some connection that has to happen. Oh, I totally get that. Um, Now, you have also created this women's group, Woman of Essence, that a little bit. Tell us a little bit about that. Okay. um, When I was... um when I was in L.A. and we had our school, um, I moved to L.A. Um, to um, actually um, start teaching um, to develop a fitness program using essential oils called Aroma Fitness. Mm-hmm. And, um, oh, cool. um, I had, and so I had studied and they said, oh, well, would you come, um, this company um, that I was working for said, would you come and um, um, create something for the fitness industry? And so I created this whole program called Aroma Fitness because my background was in dance. And um, so when I, um, so we started, you know, um, and I was out then I didn't know anyone. The only person I knew was my, was the, uh, my business partner at the time. And, um, and it was just really lonely for girlfriends because I'd moved from Michigan and, and um, I didn't really have anyone. And I decided that I was going to create um, a, uh, a retreat and it was going to be all women that were involved in essential oils and, and um, because that's who I knew because I was traveling the country teaching about aromatherapy at that time, and we were opening up our school, and we did the educational um, programs for this um, a company at the time, which was called Aromavera. And um, so, um, so I decided to um, start this group, and... Um, our first uh, Women of Essence retreat was in Big Bear in 1996, and, mm-hmm. um, or 96. and then we just had, we did so much work with the oils, and, and we did ceremony, and we did everything that, you know, goddesses like to do when they get together. We shared our stories. We, you know, we just had this amazing time, and we learned about the plants, and we made um, we, made, we made products, and we've been doing it ever since. So, um, so these are women that have gathered um, year after year after year. We come and we celebrate each other. We listen to our stories. We we learn new things about the oils. We blend. We um, uh, we create sacred rituals together. So it's just been something that has continued to go year after year after year, and then we decided not only were we going to do it in the United States, so we are going to do it internationally. So then we started doing some of our trips, and um, like to Italy, and we went to Bali last year, and we just ex- kind of expanded the circle, so to say. So you worked with Aroma Vera? You did work with Marcel? I did work with Marcel. Marcel, um, uh, he was like... Um, he um, and I and Michael Scholes, we all mm-hmm. worked together and we were the educational team for Aroma Vera. 
And so we I went would, to his we school in France. Yeah, I went to his school that he had in France. Uh, I know he's one of the first people that worked with aromatherapy, right? He was one of the first. He was the major manufacturer who came to the United States um, mm-hmm. and really dispersing the um, the essential oils and doing teachings, yes. And then um, it's amazing now, Holly, looking back at there was like this core group of us that were like, you know, that started and, you know, and really were kind of like, you know, the pioneers in some way. Mm-hmm. And see the growth of it is pretty amazing. I look online and I'm, I, all these companies and all these schools and educational um, programs and stuff, and it's it's really it's it's really amazing and it's 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 really heartwarming. It's it's perfect. No, for, it is, uh, especially the, if it's something that you took to a passion. I know Marcel; he's a really great guy, and um, I know that um, I met him at the beginning of when he first brought Aroma Vera over to the states, and um, he was doing a lot of classes and stuff like that, and uh, their lavender, the best. Well, at that point, there was really only Aroma Vera, and there really wasn't very many, very much more around. And everybody started infusing oils, yeah. But his lavender is a real, true French lavender oil at that time when I was getting it from him. I was getting it in the big blue bottles. Um, so, yeah, I I mean, I, I custom blend a lot of my own stuff, like my personal stuff, you know. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. Never he did it the- like that. I think what you're doing is is a dream. <laughs> I mean, it is. Like, I'm living my dream. I really am living my dream, and I really have to give thanks to my husband who really supports me in that, too. But I am, like, so living my dream. And... You know, I get to share it, and um, I get to meet all of these amazing people who have the same type of passion. And, um, yeah, it's pretty amazing. Um, one of my favorite things to do is to teach and to teach blending and to watch how, you know, these amazing creations um, and how it inspires people to, you know, um, to really connect with nature again and, and um I don't know. As we know, scent can do so many different things. Oh yeah. No, I yeah. think I think that that would be that would be just amazing just to be able to do that. And 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 it's like you're your own little chemist and stuff. Um, I I know that that has led into your um, other things that you are doing and that we want to talk about. Let's take a short break real quick and come right back and get into the. Uh, path of mary magdalene and the goddess um school and i want to talk about your goddess mystery school teachings your humility forgiveness compassion trust love ecstatic joy and oneness um which are the cornerstones for your sacred pilgrimage to france we'll be right back in one second and uh, don't go anywhere because we also have sandy here who has actually attended um one of your pilgrimage and we want to talk a little bit about that So hold on one second here. We'll be right back with more Holly Steffi and Red Velvet Media.
Clark's Palais Aromatica presents a spiritual journey for women, exploring the deep mysteries, sacred sites, and holy teachings of Mary Magdalene in France. For more information, visit joanclark.com. So, Joan, there you are. <laughs> Welcome back. Yeah, Thank I know. You. So, you know, we have a caller on the line. I'm not sure. She was a really nice person that called, and she was listening earlier when, when we first were starting to the show. I'm going to ask, put, bring her on and see if she has any questions. Otherwise, um, MC, because she might have a couple questions for you. Do you mind taking a call? No. In fact, I know Donna. Donna has been on our show oh. before. And Donna's, oh, Donna. Donna, Donna welcome. Donna, Hi. I did not know that you had taken the trip. So I have Donna, I have Sandy, and I have you, Joan. Oh, my gosh. And we're going to segue into the path of Mary Magdalene and the Goddess Mystery School. Um, I have to say that I want to go, and you know I've been wanting to go, and there's been so many things that have been in the way. This just wasn't my time to go, but I do have... I do need to talk to you later because I do have a private um, person that would like to do something with you on their Black Madonnas. But um, let's talk about, first of all, how the path of Mary Magdalene and the Goddess Mystery School came about and about the pilgrimages that you've taken because I've heard from Sandy when she went to Lourdes and when she went to all the different sacred places that, you just have to be there in order to see them. Um, I want to go so bad. I really do. So let's first talk to you, Joan, and I want to hear from you how this came about to be. And then I'd like to hear from each of the people, Sandy and also Donna, what their experiences, their personal experiences, and how this spiritually touched them for this pilgrimage. How did how did you get the idea to do this? What What happened? Well, you know, I I don't think I think it was like a calling. It's like when you said the plants called to you. Um, mm-hmm. Mary Magdalene, Mary Magdalene, of course, you know she was um, a perfumer because she did all the she did the anointing of the Christ. And so for a perfumer, she's kind of like um, you know um, our, our little patron saint. But Mary Magdalene, um, I grew up Catholic, and um, she was always there. You know, she was there was always I always had this like love for her and I I can't tell you why or or what it you know um other than the fact that I knew that she was always around me and um it was um and I decided that um I needed to go I well when we were when I was teaching for Roma Vera we would take people over to France and um and show and take them to the lavender fields and we'd go to the jasmine fields and I really fell in love with France and then I but there was more than that. There was something, and I and I would always feel this presence around me. And and later um, on, I realized that it was Mary Magdalene, and there was something that I had to do other than just explore the the fields. And so, um, I was going through kind of a challenging part of my life, and I told my husband, I said, I, I need to go to France. I need to go to France. And I got online, and there was this trip that was going to France, and um, it was a Magdalene trip, and. Um, I thought, okay, well, I need to do this. But at the time, I just thought, how are we going to do this? And my husband goes, how are you not going to do this? So I went on this trip, and it wasn't like I connected with her the first time, but I got to see, um, um, because she's still alive in France, um, Mary mm-hmm. Magdalene 
she, her presence is so alive, and the people there, they speak of her, and there's churches there, and there's statues of her. And so then the next trip that I went on um, is when um, uh, was when it really happened for me. I went into a church in Arles, and I felt this present next presence next to me, and um, I um, and I I heard these words say, "What do you think that Jesus smelled like?" And I thought, well, that's kind of strange, you know, type thing. And I just kind of dismissed it. And then it kept on saying, what do you think Jesus smelled like? Why don't you make a perfume of what you felt you you remember Jesus smelling like? And I thought, okay, you know. And then the next thing was, I need you to go into the chapel up in front. So I went into the chapel up in front, and there were three three other people in the chapel. And she said, I want you to take your shoes off and um, put your feet on the ground where Jesus walked. And... She said, and have the other women um, do that too. And I really didn't know these other people, but I thought, well, heck, you know, what do you got to lose? So I told them, and they took their feet off. And like 20 minutes later, we all became conscious again. And um, during that time, I was kind of taken out of my body. And I know this sounds really weird, but I was taken out of my body, and I was in this beautiful room. And this room was, and she was standing there. There was her presence was there, and but it was the there was something in this room, and it was this room with a big desk, and there was this beautiful book on the desk, and it was like I was just drawn to this book, and I started flipping through the books, and I started crying, and I said I wrote this book, and she nodded her head, and there were all these formulas for these perfumes. There were all these oh, formulas. Wow. It's anointing oils. And mm-hmm. so the next thing I know, I'm in my body, and the other three people I thought were all, we've all gone to the same place, but I, this is how Mary Magdalene works. She works with you individually. So what she comes to tell me on my path, because I work with the perfumes, are like, you know, um, the information she can give me. But the other three people went, they had very different experiences with her. She took them to other places. And then she said, this is called the Ascension Star, and you can go there anytime you want to and look in that book, and I will tell you, and you, I'll tell you which formulas to make. And um, so that was, like, life-changing. That experience was life-changing. I, I think And that's when and I made it doesn't sound weird, by the way. It does not sound oh, weird, by the right. way. Great. <laughs> So I came back and I made the first blend, which was the Yeshua blend of what I felt like Christ smelled like. And it's um, the thing about the Magdalene fragrances are they are very ancient and very old, um, and use um, and they're very deep and very different than maybe some of my other perfumes because they are a spiritual line. So then the next time I went to France, then I knew I needed to go back. The next journey is when I got the Mystery School teachings, and um, we were in Chartres. And I started walking the labyrinth, and I just released, you know, as we do when we walk into the labyrinth, we just kind of release. I know that there's something more in my life. I know there's something else I'm supposed to be doing. I don't know what that is, but I am so open Whatever you, whatever you want me to do. And as I walked um, into the labyrinth, I, it was just, you know, it was very quiet. And then as I got and they're standing in the center, and if you've never been, if you've never walked that labyrinth, I encourage anyone to go and walk that labyrinth. It's amazing. Um, so we were, um, so I was standing there, and I felt this light 
coming over me, and I looked, and there were some of the other women that were on the journey with me, and they were looking at me like something was, they knew something was going on, and I knew something was going on, but I didn't know what was going on. But as they started walking out of the labyrinth, she started saying, these are the teachings, these are my teachings. And she said, you know, um, humility, you have to surrender. You know, you have to, you know, um, you have to surrender your life. And, and, um, and I will teach you how to do that. And the next thing is forgiveness. And then there was compassion, you know, and then there was trust and love and ecstatic joy and oneness. And, I'm, and those are things that, uh, that you will have to distill. They will become alchemy for you, alchemy for your soul, but it's not through the mind. You have to understand these teachings through the heart. And she said, and you will create a line so that the the fragrance will go with the teachings that will activate those records, those Akashic records in the DNA, the spiritual matrix of the body. And, um, and, there, and then there's tinctures, of course, that you can take internally. And so I, you know, when I came home and I started, you know, working those um, teachings, I knew that I needed to take um, women on journeys, and those journeys was to France and to the sacred sites and to use the fragrances and to work the mystery school teachings. And every time um, I go and just working with the teachings is that it's like peeling a layer of an onion. They go deeper and deeper and deeper. And what I thought forgiveness was five years ago is not what forgiveness is to me in this moment. You know, what I thought compassion was is totally different because I've distilled it down into, you know, the, you know, if we really are all one, then there is, you know, and we create our realities, then the oneness is everything. The pieces are like, um, they're like touchstones when we separate from the oneness. Like, okay, what if I haven't forgiven? What, where if I haven't had compassion? It's mostly for the self. It doesn't really ever have anything to do with anyone else. Um, so those are personal things that you, those are journeys that you have to take with each of the mystery school teachings. And as you become more of your authentic self and, and that I am consciousness, those um, teachings become your sacred truth. Wow. Well, that's pretty heavy. Are you still yeah. there, Joan? Yes, that's- I'm still here. Now, can you tell me what are the what's the what are the scents in the um in the fragr- in the first essential oil that you made um when the Mary Magdalene um fragrance what are what are what are the scents in those Well, some of the um some of the fragrances of course are um I used um lily because you know that's a sign of that's you know, kind of the sign of the fleur de lis. So there's lily, there's magnolia, there's jasmine, there's um, there's patchouli, there's um, vetiver, there's palo santo, there's um, oh, rose, there's tuberose, there's there's you know. I love tuberose. Yeah, love it's tuberose. a gathering. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. such a gathering. It's a langolang. There's just. Um, um, so, yeah, that is one of my favorite fragrances in the line, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, when you create, do you ever, like, get in a point where you just are, like, in the middle of the night, you think of something and you get up and you start creating things? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's usually, it's like, 
I'm like, what in the heck? And you're just writing everything down, and you're like, okay, and then you have to go to the lab, and you have to, like, demolish, or you have to smell it. And, oh, yeah, yeah, that happens all the time. That happens all the time. Oh, I bet. Yeah, I'll just go. Oh, I, something came to me, and I need to, like, I need to get it down so that I, uh, so I remember it in the morning type thing. Yeah, yeah. Um, do you I ever work with chocolate, that, the smell chocolate, the oil chocolate, no, the chocolate oils? No, I what have you, them, but I haven't really been drawn to, to work with them. There's so many other people that are doing the chocolates, and I tend to, like, I am really a perfumer, um, uh, uh, I think a... Um, a blender um, in the subtle um, in the sacred art. So I, a lot of my blends are. Um, I don't do a lot of um, maybe a lot of the trendy stuff. I do a little bit more of um, you know kind of old world kind of fragrances and things like that. And that's not to say I don't have light fragrances. I'm really excited about the men the men's line that I've just created, and that's really kind of more, you know, um, 21st century. But some of the fragrances that I've created, they're, they're, they really come from, um, you know, um, past lives and past experiences and things that um, are a little bit more, um, I think, um, old world, I guess I would call it if I had to like I can imagine. They invoke they invoke different things. Um, yeah. Tell us so about like, the pilgrimage and how that how that's going to take place, and then I'd love to hear because Don and yeah. Sandy have both been on on your pilgrimage, um, and yeah. I really want to hear about that. That sounds really cool. Yeah, um, Sandy Sandy has been with. Um, Sandy took our aromatherapy classes. She was around with Aromavera. She um, would come to our chakra classes. At I mean, she has been. Um, we've we were talked today that we've known each other for 20 years. And Donna, she also has been a part of you know of this journey and um, has been. Um, she's very involved in. She is a um, a nurse practitioner and she's a certified medical aromatherapist. And she's working with me on this new line we're creating called Aroma Essentials that we're going to be, um, you know, um, hosting together and educating nurses and health practitioners and things with. So they both have been on the journey before and been on um, many other journeys and been a part of Women of Essence too. So I'm really excited to hear what they have to say too. Um, but um, the journey this year is um, going to be an amazing journey, of course. It always is. Um, each person that's coming on this journey has a real connection to Mary Magdalene. They um, are working with her. They have a deep um, a devotion to her. And so that's going to be a really, really um, fun experience. So we begin in Paris. And um, uh, uh, so Paris is always a good place to begin. And um, we start... Um, like unwinding in Paris, you know, from the trip, and we, we get to uh, go to the Magdalene Church in, in, in Paris, and we go to Sacred Spur, which is the blessing. Who's in the and car? I, I am in the, the car. Drive, but that my, uh, my, uh, my cell phone works better. I'm sorry. Uh, who is that? Is that Donna? Yeah, I have to just move my car so my cell doesn't cut out. I'm sorry. Oh, that's okay. That's okay. Oh, it's it's I'm gonna oh, I'm gonna I'm mute gonna, you a little for a moment, I'm gonna, okay? I'm going to uh it's it's stopped now. <laughs> sorry. Are you are you are you in a parking place now? Are you okay? Yeah, I am. I am. Okay, okay cool. Thank you. Okay. All right. I'm sorry, Joan. Carry on. 
that's totally Joan, you're breaking up. Joan? Can you hear me now? Um, you're breaking up a lot. Can you hear me now? Now that sounds better, yes. Okay. Um, so I think that, um, uh, let me see. Okay, so then we, uh, we um, Mary Magdalene is always, she always says, honor the mother, honor the mother, the blessed virgin. So we go to stay for her. And then from um, Paris, we go to Chartres, and we walk the labyrinth, and um, we um, explore that amazing town. And then from there, we go to Rock Medore, and Rock Medore is this um, beautiful um, uh, village, and it has seven different temples um, where pilgrims have gone forever. There's a black Madonna there. And, and um, it's... Joan? It's, Joan, yes? excuse me. I'm sorry. You know what? You're you're echoing and you're breaking up a lot. Um, are you on your cell phone? No, I'm on, a, I'm on our, our line. Can you hear me now? You're on a landline? Not on a landline, yes. Are you on a cordless mm-hmm. phone? Yes. Is there any way that you can get on a solid landline? I, we don't really have that, but let me try and get closer to the place where um, it's connected. Can you hear me better now? There's a lot of echo in the background. Sandy, can you hear that too? Hold on. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah, it is. It does sound better. I just muted it back in. It does sound better, but she sounds a little echoey. Mm-hmm. Can you Go ahead, try it again, Joan. Is it better now? Yeah. Yeah, it's better. Yeah, that's better. It's yeah. just when we were talking about the different places in France, it was getting all staticky. Um, so, so when someone comes, wh- how does it go again? So you get there, you all meet, and where and and tell us a little bit about step by step how it goes. Okay, um, basically uh, what we'll do is we will meet in Paris, and um, we will, um, you know, we'll have our gathering. We'll all meet together, and then we'll set up our intention for the trip together. And then we'll go over the itinerary, and we have this amazing driver who's no longer a driver. We met Alberto, um, you know, um, many trips ago, and he has become like an author since he's known, since he's, he has written about the Divine Feminine. And so he is kind of our host in France, and he takes care of us, and he's this amazing person. And and so Alberto will be, he, he drives us and takes care of us, and he speaks fluent French and um, so then we will we will visit sacred sites in Paris that relate to um, Mary Magdalene and the Divine Feminine and um, the Divine Mother. And mm-hmm. after we after Paris, then what we'll do is we will get in our. Um, sometimes we'll take the TGV um, to Chartres, but this um, time Alberto will be picking us up in Paris, and we go to Chartres and we um, we work with the First Mystery School teaching and we walk the labyrinth. And um, and then everyone and we do ceremony. We work with the oils. We um, we um, you know we journal. We um, we become part of this sacred circle, and um, we share our experiences and and um, and we eat beautiful meals together. And um, so after uh, we go to um, Chartres, we go to Rockmador, and Rockmador is this beautiful little village. It's a cliffside village, and it has seven different um, chapels where pilgrims have gone um, for years and years and years um, to honor the Divine Feminine. There's a Black Madonna there, um, and uh, my experience in front of the Black Madonna was 
so heart opening and I could not stop crying. It's so beautiful and um, the energy of, the, of all of the little chapels and one of the fun experiences we had there is that we were doing an anointing of, of the teaching, the teaching that we were doing there and all of a sudden all these people started lining up. And they wanted us to do healing work on them. And they, none of them spoke oh, English. Oh, wow. But they, but they saw what we were doing, and they wanted to be a part of it. And then there was this woman who was just sobbing. She had just lost her, 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 her child, and um, her husband laid her in our arms. And we did um, some, some healing work on her, and, her hus- and she, you know, she was a different person after she and her husband came up and he said, I don't know what you did but you my wife is better you know thank you and it was just you know we were just there and um just being open to whatever experience that was there and these people just started lining up they thought we were doing you know we were there to do the healing work and we were actually just you know opening up our ceremony for the day but that was really a beautiful experience in rock the door and then we go to lourdes and lourdes there's no place like lourdes on the planet so um we go there and um They have these beautiful baths that you do where they immerse you fully into the water and um, it changes you. You, um, There's just something so sacred about being um, um, gently, lovingly dipped in this beautiful water from Lourdes and these women who dress you and undress you and, um, you know, you just, it's, it's an experience that, oh my gosh, Holly, you have to have. And that, I know. Uh, I totally want to do yeah, that. Yeah. I think Sandy, oh, Sandy will tell me about that when, when it when I yeah. want to ask each of the ladies about their tour because I know Sandy said that that was one yeah. place she totally connected yeah. with. Yeah. Um, yeah. There was a there was a chapel. Uh, I believe there was one church. She put a picture up of a pregnant Mary Magdalene. That was very interesting. That was in the uh, the Place de Madeleine in Paris. In Paris, there is a the size of like a coliseum, like a Roman-looking coliseum, and it's all dedicated to Mary Magdalene and the whole and the Holy Mother, and it's it's just incredible the reverence for her in France. Um, it's yeah. just really beautiful to witness um, these churches built in her name and um, honoring her and um, the Holy Child of her and Jesus. So it's really amazing. Yeah, it's, wow. it's it, and there are, there are more um there are other churches that have have her pregnant as well and it's it's really um you know it's like you see that there's so many different ways of looking at this life this this beautiful woman who um you know who carried on the teachings of love and you know and compassion and forgiveness um after um her beloved moved to the other side um, and then after we go to um, Lourdes, we we move down into, we go to Carcassonne, René Le Chateau. Um, uh, we're going to go for the first time to the Sacred River where Mary Magdalene has been said, where she did, she baptized her, her disciples or, the, or the, her followers. And, um, and that's in René Le Bon. And then we, um, uh, we go to um, Avignon. Um, and um, 
Avignon is a beautiful, they have two rivers that join together, so joining the male and female together, the divine kind of marriage, um, which is really beautiful. And we're going to go get, get to go to a very special, special church there that they only open um, um, for, um, for particular people. And um, uh, Alberto has got us... Um, he knows some of the people, and they're going to let us in this church. We've never been in this church before, so very excited about that. And um, we go to St. Marie de la Mer, and we experience the Gypsy Festival, and that is an incredible, incredible journey. And, Heard about um, that, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, yeah, the, uh, we'll be there for two days. And um, we had some amazing experience in St. Marie de la Mer, and I'll let the other women um, chat. And then um, after that, we go to St. Balm, and we go to the cave, and where, and the place where she, um, and the village where she was, um, where she um, spent her last years before she passed over, and then we end in Nice. But I, yeah, I'm excited to hear what the other women have to say about the journey, so I'm just going to let them, them have a few minutes. Yeah, no. Um, I want to hear from both Sandy and Donna um, because I know I heard from Sandy. She, when she came home, she was just like totally blissed out, and that was the impression I got from you. And then um, had her own personal journey she kept along the way and stuff. Joan, I want to ask you really quick: with the women, the people that go on this pilgrimage with you, are they people mm-hmm. that? that reach out to you are these people that um do you do you kind of pick and choose or is it something that if it speaks to them you you take them Mm -hmm. basically no there's no it's like if someone's guided for the journey they usually are on the journey because this isn't something that everyone is guided to do you know it's like these um people that go on this journey really are um they're connected to the divine feminine. It doesn't even have to be about Mary Magdalene, but it is the divine feminine. I think she's the archetype right now of, you know, a woman who trusted her intuition, who um, followed her path of faith, who um, trusted her, her divinity and her gifts, talents, and abilities. I mean, she was a prophetess. She was a, you know, she, um, she knew how to work with the plant. She knew how to do alchemy. And I think there's a lot of, you know, um, so I think a lot of it is not maybe always about Mary Magdalene, but definitely about the divine feminine. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Now, again, yeah, so- what's... What's your website for somebody that wants to read about that? And again, the tour this year is going to be May 14th through the 28th. I know that right. you have a couple pages on Facebook. What are those um, pages? Are they just Joan Clark? I know that you have your personal um, page. I have my personal page, and then they would have to because they are they are private pages. They are like mm-hmm. you know invite invite. So they could email me, and then we could invite them to the pages. And yeah, because I know I'm on that one. Yeah. Yeah, That's... the devotional, I have created a Mary Magdalene devo- devotional, and um, the goddesses in France, which actually Alberto started for us because he wanted to stay connected to us throughout the year, um, the devotional is on that particular one. But if anyone's interested, they can just email me at joan at joanclark.com, and I can add them to, or they can um, um, ask to be a friend on Facebook page. Sure, the Mary Magdalene devotional. I think that's the one that I'm on, right, Mary? No, I know I have the Mary I, I, Magdalene Goddess Retreat. I don't have the Mary Magdalene devotional. No, I'd like to be on that. No, yeah, yeah. You send um, me an invite the, on that one. 
Okay, I will. That's, they're the, that's the goddesses in France. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that that I really, that I definitely want to be part of. Um, so getting back to each of you telling your story, um, let's start with you, Sandy, first, a little bit about how this came about for you and, and how you met Joan and how this uh, impacted your life and the beautiful images that you brought back. Okay. <laughs> well, thank you, Joan. It's just it's just so um, wonderful to hear you tell your story again. Um, Joan and I, we met, to, um, it was about 20 years ago in 1994 mm-hmm. in Los mm-hmm. Angeles. And I had, I had moved to Los Angeles um, to, you know, to continue my career as an actor and a voice actor. And I really thought that's why I came here. And what I really found to be true is I came here for my spiritual journey. And I came here to, to really open myself up to the divine and to learn so much more about myself than I ever knew before. And it's just been such a, a beautiful, humbling experience. But one day I was walking um, to my agent in Beverly Hills and um, walking down on Robertson Boulevard and I just smelled these incredible smells, these flowers and these scents. Mm -hmm. And they were just wafting down the staircase and I walked upstairs and it was the school in which Joan and her partner uh, ran in Beverly Hills and it was um, the Lab of Flowers. And that's where I started taking the classes with Joan uh, on uh, Wednesday nights, and it was the women's group. And we would work those chakras, and we would spend six weeks on a chakra, and then we'd move to the next one. And then after we've hit all seven, we'd start over again. And we did that for about seven years before um, Joan relocated out of Los Angeles, um, seven to ten years and um, like she said, we did. We started doing the retreats. We would attend her retreats. But from my experience, um, first of all, the plants coming into my life as a teacher, not just Joan, because Joan is the facilitator of all of that, and she's considered not only my friend and my soul sister, but like a master teacher in my in my life on the mm-hmm. planet. And um, these plants, when I st- started studying the plants and the essential oils, I mean, it opened me up like nothing ever opened me up before. And I just felt like so empowered. And um, it's really that sense of that earth medicine coming, you know, back to you, that ancient medicine teachings coming back to you that, you know, heal or heal thyself. And um, so that was so powerful in itself. And, it, and you know, you know me, Holly, from the water and H2O. Mm-hmm. And it's mm-hmm. all about frequency and vibration, well, these essential oils are here to facilitate and raise our vibration. And they're here, all the plants are on the planet, and they're here to work with us, you know, humans and animals. And so it's it's just such a an, an incredible exchange. It's such a sacred um, partnership with the plants. And um, so, so yeah, that's my journey with Joan and doing retreats with her and just learning as much as I can um, together from her and with her and sharing this, this journey of life with her. And um, I did study Aroma Fitness under her because I thought that was an amazing combination of physical movement, kundalini yoga, and then using these essential oils to release, to help gently release the emotional 
you know, um, blockages. And that's really what her program is about, this aroma, this aroma fitness, and she's the first one that's ever put the two of them together. And so that that's really exciting. And in 2011, um, I was invited to, you know, to share the journey in, in France with her. And um, first of all, for me, travel is one of the most exciting things to me, um, to meet people, to, to walk the land, just you know, it's just pure excitement for me. I'm, I'm like a little kid in in the toy store. I'm just like, wow, what is this place? This is so exciting, and um, just the journey in France was uh, multi-dimensional. Um, you know, the land was was teaching you the the life in France, the way people live their lives in France is a is a very powerful teaching in itself. Um, how that creation of balance, of balancing your life. You know, they they take time for their meals, they take time for each other, and they've never been disconnected from the land or their food and the plants there. And that's something that, you know, we kind of have lost in this Western world. Um, and it's, so that's that was really a powerful experience. And just the teachings and to be in these sacred spaces um, and walking these sacred sites and and um, exploring this um, journey with Joan it was, it, and the other women. That's the thing. Each woman brings their own vibration and their own healing medicine of who they are to the circle. So every trip is different, and um, we're all assisting each other and on this journey together. And, and that in itself, the women connecting, is another powerful, powerful aspect of her work. So, yeah, I just loved it. And Lords was amazing, and I'm excited about this year because um, it, it, it is a lot about water. And if you look at some of the images of Mary Magdalene, she's holding, uh, she, uh, she's carrying a container of water. I mean, she is associated with water. They say that Jesus turned the water into wine at their wedding and that, um, you know, we're going to these sacred sites that are, you know, um, activated with this water. Um, with her vibration, so that's that's another really exciting aspect of the trip. So, yeah, well, I know I remember talking to you when you got back, and you had, and also seeing the amazing images that you have on your personal page of the Lord's water that you brought back, and um, and just the beautiful, amazing pictures. And I think you just fit in so well over there. I think that you connected it really with something. Oh I my felt. God, they loved it there. In yeah, you. Yeah, yeah, I bet. They, yeah. They, everyone fell in love with Sandy. Sandy would walk down the street. Mm-hmm. She would have, like, people just following her. She was like Are you the serious? Pie piper. Oh, no, I am so serious. I mean, she's a she was like, oh, she was, oh, yeah, she mm-hmm. was a magnet. She was a magnet. People would just come up to her, and like she said, she was like a kid in a candy store, but mm-hmm. I mean, you know, Sandy, she has such a beautiful aura around her, and she's so friendly, and she's so, you know, you know, welcoming. And, I mean, people were, like, blown away by her, yes. We would we would laugh. We would see, I mean, there would be gatherings around her. Yeah. And, and, and it is, and it the really is the magic that we mm-hmm. create together. It's really mm-hmm. that magic because we're, we're all, like, walking between the worlds, you know. We're, I mean, Joan leads the most luxurious journeys. You stay in these beautiful hotels and locations and these exquisite meals. And then you're on this sacred pil- pilgrimage, and um, it's like the merging of 
all these worlds, and that's why, to me, it was such a multidimensional experience. But it was also magical. Like she was saying about the woman who they ended up, you know, doing healing work on, we were standing in line, and sometimes you'll stand in line for hours outside of Lourdes waiting to go in, and they will sing Ave Maria in every language. I mean, just that. Oh, just that in itself is just Mm -hmm. divine. I mean, it's so so beautiful to witness and we we brought i brought little bindis for each of the women because it was part of our ritual to get you know to go into the holy water and and um there were these italian women in there they didn't speak any english they were like what are you doing but they wanted to have a bindi on their head they wanted to be a part of our circle and you know be a part of the ritual we weren't just waiting in line you know so every part of the journey is 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 sacred and that's what's really it's it's like Joan to me is she's taught me how to create the sacred in the every you know every day so how to bring that to merge that into your everyday so so it's yeah it's an incredible trip and magic mm-hmm. everywhere we were we were on our way to lore i mean not to lords to um the louvre and um, we, there was this church, and it was the doors were closed, and we're walking through Paris, and a couple people were eating lunch outside, and I felt like, let's really go inside this church. There's something about this church, and it ended up being the church of the pa- patron Saint Roche, and he was the one that like facil- that took care of her at the very end, and um, mm-hmm. there were pictures of her burial everywhere, and the story of the end of her life, and it was a church that nobody even knew about, and um, so that was pretty exciting, you know, these little finding these little treasures along the way that you know weren't on the map, so so that's exciting too. Wow. Well. <laughs> And Donna oh, was, was with us on that trip. Uh-huh. Yeah, Donna. I was. Donna, let's hear about your trip. Yeah, welcome, Donna. Thank you. I just I, I I saw the Facebook post this morning, Sandy, and said I have to tune in. I left work really so I could do this. So I met Joan about eight years ago. I was led to her, guided because I adopted a dog that had bad skin, and I, in my training of aromatherapy, didn't learn how to do things on animals, and so in this whole dog journal issue that I got, there was an article she had written about using aromatherapy with animals, and I picked it up, and I said, I have to call this person, so I called her, and we spoke on the phone for probably about an hour, about five minutes worth of issues about my dog, but the rest was about me and what was happening for me, and Joan has changed my life, my my work with her, and these trips have changed my life in ways that I can't even begin to tell you. I think Sandy hit on a lot of it, and that is that helping me to connect to my divine feminine in a way that I didn't even know existed. It made me learn really who I am, which is a wise woman and an alchemist. And I've been together with this group of women for many lifetimes, and we've been together doing this work for a long time. So I I don't live in the same area that she does. So we did distance work for quite a while. And the first time we met was in 2008. She was doing a, a Magdalene workshop in New Jersey. And that's when I was introduced to fragrances and the work in the schools. And it changed me. You're cutting in and out, Donna, a little bit. I'm sorry. That's minute. okay. Don't be sorry. Weird Don't area. be sorry. No, no, no. Um, can you hear me better now? Yeah, yeah, that's great. Let me make a really okay. quick announcement. We're listening to Holly Stuffy and Joan Clark and 
guest, um, we're talking about the path of Mary Magdalene and the Goddess School Mystery School. Goddess Mystery School, sorry. And um, if you missed the beginning of the show, the show will be available on iTunes afterwards and on our Red Velvet Media afterwards. And um, uh, with that, uh, carry on, Donna. <laughs> so anyway, it gave, working with Joan and the, and, and the ministry school teachings gave me the courage to leave a relationship that I knew I needed to leave many years prior. And then I left that relationship, and 10 days later in 2009, got on the plane and went to France, and it changed my life many, in many, many ways. And then I've traveled with her and continued to do work with her in different places. The friendship that Fanny was talking about, a couple of things really stand out for me, and one of them was when we went to the cave in René La Chateau, and oh, yeah. we were in this cave that was literally shaped like a womb and we had to crawl inside and we were in there meditating and Joan later told us that she had asked the Magdalene to show herself to us so that we could see her and to reveal herself to us and I remember sitting there gasping I think there were many people that gasped and we saw this apparition of both she and Yeshua in front of us and it mm-hmm. it was profound really profound. And a rainbow light was all around it. The light coming into the cave was um, the colors of the rainbow, and this apparition was right on the cave. It was it was very... Oh, yeah. Wow. yeah. It, it I want to go. That, that place, that's it was, the place that I go to, and lots of times when I need to just go um, mm-hmm. and, and just be with her, and I go there in my mind. Another place that stood out for me was the first France trip when we were in chart on the Chartra on the labyrinth. Uh, you know, a, a lot of this work was new to me when I began to work with Joan, and so things were opening up so fast for me. I didn't even know where I was. I think I was out of my body the entire trip. But anyway, I remember walking the labyrinth for the first time, having never been in a labyrinth, and all of a sudden all these images came into me from many lifetimes, and all of the women on the trip and other women in my life were sitting there. We were all sitting before Isis and Isis's temple. And it was incredibly powerful because it helped me see the depth of of who I was. And I got many messages about about things that I I would have never gotten had I not been there, and it's changed my life. And I, I just, the trips are magical. Sandy said it very well. And, and, you know, Joan, she just creates magic wherever she goes. I mean, she just has a knack of doing it. There have been other, many, many other incredible experiences, too numerous to name. We were in England, and we were, we were at Stonehenge, and we, Joan got us a private time in the stones, and we were meditating there and doing ritual, and that was incredibly powerful. We were there on the, on the spring equinox, I don't remember how many years ago, Joan. I think it was but anyway, like four. That, yeah, I don't remember. That was another incredible trip. I just could go on and on. Travel for me changes me, and what I've learned is that I have to be outside of my comfort zone in order to grow. And the work that I do with her and that we do together as a group and also the support of the oils gives me the courage to, to go to places that my psyche may not be able to go to. And... There, it's life. It's life altering. It really is. It's just life changing. Mm-hmm. So, 
I, I, I could go on and on, but that was beautiful. Yeah, it's so hard to find the words because they're, like I said, they're multi-dimensional experiences, and, and I don't really feelings. think they're yeah. words that right. can really, um, really explain, you know, what you experience. Yeah. Well, I want to ask really both are. of you: How do you apply, Sandy? Let me ask you first. How are you applying to your life personally what you've experienced from this pilgrimage in your day-to-day life today? Well, you know, um, first of all, there's a shift. You come, like like Donna said, you don't come back the same person that you were. There's an energetic and a vibrational shift. So um, what, what the thing to do is, um, you know, uh, how you apply it is you keep practicing staying in that vibration and how you can integrate that vibration into your daily life, integrate those teachings and what, you know, you've experienced, that, you know, because you really experience a whole, like Joan said, a whole nother layer of compassion or a layer of forgiveness or any one of the teachings that, you know, with this circle of women. And then how do you bring that home and integrate that into your life it's with practice you know or Mm -hmm. and 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 sense memory and the oils will help you do that that's the most amazing thing um jones always like you know keep using your oils you know um i want you to keep using the oils the oils are they're there to keep yeah Yeah. they they do the sense the olfactory system that's the sense memory but also they're bringing those ancient memories back that ancient vibration and those teachings back i mean joan you can explain a lot better what those oils are doing but she's she that's one thing she always says you've got to keep using the oils and if i'm having an an issue and i call her for help or assistance or a healing or treatment and she'll say are you using the oils you need to use the oils and they're kind of like the keepers of this um, this energy and this vibration in your life. To keep and it going. not only on yeah. a physical level, because they do, they physically create a beautiful shield of, like, protection and, um, you know, from physical, you know, colds and diseases and things, but also on an energetic and an ethereal level, um, on a spiritual level, they're they're keeping you activated. They're keeping your vibration high, and um, they're keeping you in the sense memory of those teachings. I think they that's, have to unlayer the psyche. Cool. Yeah, mm-hmm. they unlayer the psyche. You beautifully said, Sandy, in ways that allow you to go right. places that you may not have gone had you not had the support of the oils. And for me, I mean, I learned I learned aromatherapy from the perspective of the course I took was for medical professionals, as Joan said, I'm a nurse practitioner. And so what I'm learning from Joan is the intuitive side of using the oils in ways that I was never taught. And because you can't, it's, it's not book knowledge. It's, it's, about, it's about really learning to go into the oils, the layers of the oils, and, and allow them to speak to you in ways that you just have to sit and be with the plant. Absolutely. And, you know, I'm studying now at the Chopra Center, and the big thing, we're all moving as is as a mass consciousness into the intuitive mind. We're moving out of the intellectual, you know, ego, animal mind. There's like levels of the mind, and we're, we're really moving as, as, a, as a mass consciousness and individually through our spiritual work into the intuitive mind where everything 
we we recognize our connection to everything and we we trust that we know and we're guided as to where to do, where to go and what to do and and the world starts to speak to you it's magical it is a, it's the divine mind and everything is in relationship and everything is in the oneness and everything is constantly you know um communicating with you and you with everything like Joan said through your body through through your um your thoughts your actions your voice i mean all of that so um it's very very exciting but the oils do help you stay there those plants Reconnect. are powerful yeah right. stay, yeah stay in that moment mm-hmm. and the mystical teachings you know Cindy you you touched on this you know Joan's taught us and the magdalene has taught, taught her to teach us that there are many layers of each of each teaching so every time we work with them, we go to a different layer and a different depth. And so with this daily devotional that Joan's been doing since the beginning of January, it, it, has, it has helped me to go to an even deeper level. I had an incredibly profound experience a couple of weeks ago and then another one just this week where I just had these openings that I, I sat there and the Magdalene was right there with me. I was using my oils and the depth that I went to was was just magical and the awarenesses and it's like oh that's really what compassion means i thought it meant this no it's this and so it's really taught me like sandy said that the, the divine is in everything and we really are all one and so when we can learn to be in the world in a way that allows us to shine that light and to be that beacon for love in a way that really is about service that's really what i i I think the take-home message for me is that I've learned I've learned how to be in service, in love, and I didn't know how to do that before. So Aww. that's beautiful. Yeah, that's yeah. really beautiful. Yeah, I think that what um, I think what the plants teach us is that they are only, you know, they only vibrate to one vibration, and that's love, and that's the oneness. And when we put those beautiful scent on our bodies or we smell them or we diffuse them into our environments we raise the vibration um, to that that place of oneness and so everything else has to be distilled out and sometimes as we all know is that we come home and we can crash because we've been in this vibration with each other we've been in this amazing experience and now we have to integrate it and all those things that aren't in alignment with what we just experienced we have to look at and we have to have work the teachings you know so that we can get back into the oneness because when we're in the oneness all of those teachings are us we are compassion we are forgiveness we are love we are trust but when we separate them from an illusion of like someone hurt us or this or that or whatever we have to then use the teaching to get us back into the oneness. And so the plants help us bring us back into the oneness. And that's why I always say, use the oils, use the oils. If we create our reality and we have created this universe, we are very brilliant in our creation when we put those plants on the earth. And those are, we put those there to help us remind us that love and service and connection and community and um, is is part of 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 the divine path that we came here to be on planet Earth for. Otherwise, we'd mm-hmm. be, you know, swirling around out in the ethers, you know, you know, um, doing other things. So, um, 
Yeah, and so one of the things, one of my favorite parts of that particular trip, if I can say, was I had never been on a trip, um, the trip that Sandy and um, Donna came together. Is usually what happens is, is that, you know, everyone pays their fees, and I, um, and then they have so much for their dinners. I say, okay, you have like 32 euros for dinner tonight. You have this and that. And usually people, you know, sometimes they use those and sometimes they don't. And then they go, okay, I'll say, okay, you've got this much left over and stuff. And on this particular journey, I had known that what what happened in this particular um, group of women and has happened since is that there was no sense of separation with their money, mm-hmm. their their clothes, their um, their lipsticks, whatever you wanted to talk about it. And it happened at dinner one night. It's like, um, because usually we'll say, well, how much do I have left or this or that? And everyone just kind of looked at me and said, okay, well, everyone didn't really spend as much, so what do you want to do with this one? And, and everyone looked at each other and they go, I will just whoever needs it, let them use it. And that's you know when that went, when that shift came, there was this synergy that happened with that group, and and then I realized that we had we were in the oneness, we were in the connection. That my money is your money, my joy is your joy, my experience is your experience, my scarf is your scarf. You know, and there was and that was the most magical part of watching this energy and I realized if we can do it as a group and this if we can hold this as a group then then we can you know it can go out into consciousness in a bigger and bigger and bigger way and um it was just there was no separation in that group there was it was just complete and the Magdalene was really showing us in that particular group the mystery school teaching of oneness because I have never and I've been on a lot of trips and taken a lot of trips personally and and and, and guided a lot of them. And when that happened, I knew there was a tipping point. And that tipping point was is that, no, this, is, this isn't about my money or your money, or if she spent 15 cents more over that thing. It was just amazing, Holly. It was this amazing synergy of... Um, I know. I, I and can then, imagine. And another, another powerful experience, um, when we were in the church, in the church in Paris where the beautiful pregnant Magdalene statue is, mm-hmm. I was so um, so out of my body I was praying and I was crying and we were sitting at an altar and I realized later I didn't know I had, had done this but I opened my purse to to um, take out a tissue and it was left open and I learned a lot about what, a lot of things on that trip but all of my euros were stolen and I didn't even know they were stolen because in that moment it must have been when I was just praying and not really paying attention and I realized it later and and Sandy I think was the first person to just open her purse and handed me 50 euros because that was all my money that was, it was gone for the trip. And then Joan and then another woman, another woman. So they all, they all took care of me on that trip because I lost my money. And so yeah, that was really beautiful. It was, yeah. Really it was profound just, yeah. experience of the oneness. And yeah. um, I'll never forget that. Yeah, it was it was like that was such a that was an amazing, you know, teaching. We really got to feel that mystery school teaching of oneness and I remember when you lost your money and and it was like, oh, so, you know, and everyone just opened their purses and just gave her the money that everything she needed. Yeah. Oh, wow. I can't imagine being really... somewhere and losing it. Let's take a really quick break and we'll be right back and we'll talk a little bit more 
about your um, pilgrimage to France. And what I'd like to hear from from you, Joan, if there are any moments in particular besides hearing the words that you did that really stuck out with you. And then I want to hear from Sandy and also Donna as well. Um, okay. If there was anything that really stuck. Hold on one second. We'll be right back. We'll be right back with more Holly Steffi and Red Velvet Media. So grab a cupcake, kick off your shoes, and join us. presents a spiritual journey for women, exploring the deep mysteries, sacred sites, and holy teachings of Mary Magdalene in France. For more information, visit joanclark.com. Okay, we're back. (laughs) I love all that, Sandy. This is so fun. You have no idea. Picking and choosing. Which commercials to play? I have. I know. Alexa's <laughs> voice sounds fabulous. Alexa's yeah, really great. Nice. I, um, oh my gosh! Yeah. I know, and um, uh, there is a special commercial that I'll be running towards the end about World Water Day. Um, I want to say this Wednesday. Um, I this is a special edition show um, that I do, and I did this because I wanted Joan to get um, a chance to really let everybody know what's really going on with her tour and um and her her actually her pilgrimage I should say and her perfumery and essential oil practice and um I will be doing a show this Wednesday I'm going to be talking about the emissary by Patricia Corey which will be coming mm-hmm. out the book just came out and that's going to be a total major just a really super spiritual show. We're going to be talking about um, her new her new novel, and then on Friday we're going to have Sandy on, and we're going to be talking about what? her wor- World Water Day and her um, walk that she's doing. Um, I have a special um, project we're working on with that, um, and uh, let me just uh, do that real quick here. Hold on one second. I'm Sandy Fox, also known as the Water Goddess. This week on Red Velvet Media, we are diving deep into the world of water to celebrate UN World Water Day on March 22nd. It's all about the big blue and the water in you. So tune in to Red Velvet Media with Holly Steffi. He must have had fun doing that commercial, too. Yay! Oh, my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. That was so amazing. The water goddess in the big blue. I love that. The water yeah. goddess. Well, I love talking yeah. about water, so I'm I'm just so excited. We do a big water show every year, and I'm so grateful to Holly that she – you know, gets the message out to the world about water and, and all, mm-hmm. all aspects of water. So, And Kristen Kaczynski will be on the show. She's the founder of the Zamburu Project, and her story is so amazing. This woman who was in the Hollywood, you know, 
um, big development in the movie business and how she took one trip, one journey to Kenya and connected with the women there, and it changed her life forever. And now she's mm-hmm. built over 60 wells in Zamburu. Wow. And these yeah. women no longer have to walk 10 miles for water. They can now, like, do their crafting, and they grow food, and they trade with other villages, and their daughters go to school. So it's um, it's really such a beautiful story. Yeah, yeah. that is. Oh, and wow, and it, yeah. what's, really, what's really, really cool about the whole thing is being able to um, talk about this World Water Day and also your walk that you're going to be doing. Um, and so this yeah. kind of ties in with everything that we're doing this week. This is like a water pilgrimage spiritual week, um, especially with the emissary coming out. Um, that's just one amazing book that I think everyone should read. Um, it's it's a pretty cool thing, and it's about um, the afterlife. You know how we come back and how two souls have to find each other. I do also mm-hmm. want to say there is an Amber Alert. I, I, I'm really glad we're on the air and I just got this. There's an Amber Alert in the area um, right now, and I want to make sure everybody tunes in um, on their phones and checks out the Amber Alert. I don't have all the details on it, but um, there is a Amber Alert. And also... Um, they're just, they're, you know, there's a lot of things going on right now, so it's really good that we have this chance to do this. But um, I want to say uh, to Sandy and to Donna, um, what certain things besides the water um, in Lords that you had, Sandy, um, stick out for you that you want to share with our listeners? Oh, about Lords. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, well, mm-hmm. Lourdes is one of those places and that, you know, I think everyone should visit. Um, but I really, you know, when you're talking about water and, you know, if you look at the, stu- the recent studies of water and, and the research that Dr. Emoto has come out with, that, you know, water is mirroring what's presented to us or um, our consciousness. It's like a conduit for consciousness. And I really think... Um, that that's the metaphor for Jesus walking on water. It's that consciousness and how it, it physically travels in our world, through our bodies, uh, through our, throughout our planet, um, throughout, you know, our universe, that, that that spiritual consciousness is infused and it's carried throughout the system um, by water. That's just my personal belief, like theory I've coming across recently. But what's interesting is that five million, million people a year visit Lourdes, and five million people are drawn to this place because they believe that this water is healing. And I really, I really feel that that is like the secret of that water. I mean, it's the power of our belief, and it's the water reflecting that that belief um, of those miracles. And the hope, and the hope, and the you know, and the hope. I mean. You know, without, you know, we believe and we have to have hope. And, the, and these people there, they have so much hope and they know that, they're, that they will, that something's going to happen for them there. 
Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, I had worked with a Peruvian shaman once, and she said, it's so much harder for me to work with people in your country. And I said, why is that? She said, well, here, everybody, you know, in my village, they, the, they, the women, they bring the children to me, the sick children. They know that the children will be healed. She mm-hmm. said, here, they, I give them whatever. I give them the herbs or whatever. But she said, then they want to know, well, how is that going to work? Well, how, how does that mm-hmm. work? So it has to go through the mental process here before the body can really, you know, take it in. And, and it's like a block almost. And, and she said there it's just they, they live in the realm of faith and like, faith. yeah, faith, yeah. Yeah. So, I would say that too. You know, remember the first, the first trip, you know, it was pouring down rain when we got there. And there's a procession, a healing procession. And what struck me was looking at all of these people from countries all around the world holding signs from their country and pushing infirmed people in wheelchairs and people of all walks of life and people of needing all levels of healing. It was pouring down rain, and they still felt that it was important for them to do that, that faith walk all around with their our candles lit and, and, and Ave Maria playing and the Divine Mother, the statue is huge and the light. And that's when it really struck me that that's what this place is about. It's about faith and believing in a power bigger than yourself because why else would people be there from all over the world pushing someone in a wheelchair when it's freezing cold and pouring down rain? Well, and another it was very profound. And another thing is that, as Sandy was saying, as, as water, it holds the vibrational frequency of the, of the thought consciousness, of the feeling consciousness. And there is a prayer going every single moment in Lourdes. And that prayer is that they know that that's something that healing happens there. It is like this place where you know that when you walk on there that it doesn't really matter if it's a physical healing. They know that their soul is being healed, that they are really connecting to something that's larger than themselves, as you just said, Donna. It's just, it's, it's a place like no other place. When you go on campus, it is it, it's like you're walking in another, into another world. Mm-hmm. Uh, Sandy, mm-hmm. I just sent you a private message. On Facebook. Oh, okay. Take a look at that. Um, yeah, um, I think that you guys are so right on with this. With you, Joan, um, and doing all these and all these different things that are happening within the tour itself and within the pilgrimage and within all the involvement, all the interaction with everybody and the people you meet and the special people you meet. I know Sandy's met many pets along the way. San- mm-hmm. Sandy's a pet person. Um, what, oh, don't is to you, weren't we all, are, I think. <laughs> Big time. Um, what uh, what experiences do you bring to this, Joan, with all the years that you've done this, and um, uh, what what stands out in your mind? Uh, a personal experience that stands out in your yeah, mind? Yeah, yeah, definitely. A personal experience, definitely. I, the beauty of the women. The the um I think that the thing that always reminds me is that Mag- the face of Magdalene in every woman every woman is um, intuitive, loving, kind, generous, magical, an alchemist. They're all um, watching the beauty of the the women holding sacred space for others, being so amazingly. Um, kind and compassionate um, with each other and you know and 
you know, we all have our little idiosyncrasies and we all like our little comforts. And yes, we all, you know, move through those stages at the beginning. But what evolves and what comes through and traveling with them and laughing and the joy and um, just, and, and, and women, there's something about the, the feminine spirit that knows about ritual and ceremony and knows the power of prayer and, and not praying for something but part of a bigger cause, of knowing that there is a universal soul and watching that. And the beauty of the divine feminine when they're out there, you know, um, sharing their magic and, you know, and, and watching them receive um, what they came for and, you know, holding each other and just knowing that it's this, that we're all on this sacred journey together and that we all just want to, um, be the best um, face of the divine feminine. I mean, um, I think it's 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 the people I get to meet, the women that I get to share these journeys with, and that are become my teachers. That become these beautiful faces of like they mirror to me everything that you know I see in myself and everything I don't see in myself, and everything I want to become more of. So I think um, that's. One of the things, if I had to talk about Mary Magdalene, it would be the fact of her grace, how she is so patient and she she wants so much. She's always there. It's just like, I don't know how to do this. I remember one day sitting in St. Marie de la Mer and um, I was, I I felt, you know, I was by the water and I could feel and it was just like I was having this memory and I, I, I saw this foot, and it was the foot, and, you know, and I looked up, and it was like, it was, it was Mary Magdalene and, and Jesus when they came over um, on the boat, and when his, his foot touched the water, it was like it graced the water, and you could feel, I could just feel the grace of the water, and then I was sitting there, and um, there I saw this image of this heart, and it was like these, and, you know, they have... Um, it was like these pelicans. They were like coming in, and she goes, "I will feed you from your from my heart," and um, that was just an amazing experience of just having that, knowing that that full presence. And I, there's just hundreds of, of stories like that, but her presence is always there. She's always saying, "You know, you can do it. You 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 know, don't give up." Um, um, you know, work the teaching harder, you know, go into it, you're, you're, you're going through your mind, you know, feed it through your heart, feed it through your heart. This isn't about forgiving someone else. This is about where haven't you forgiven yourself today? Where have you not been compassionate with yourself today? Where are you not trusting yourself today? Where are you not trusting, you know, and having faith that everything is, is in divine right order? Um, she is an amazing um, archetype for women she followed her path. She followed her, you know, she trusted her intuition. She, um, she was of service to her community. She, she was an alchemist. She, there were so many things that she can show us that we are. She's just this perfect mirror of, of everything strong and courageous. And she, she went through everything that a woman goes through, through loss. I mean, I can't imagine when I think about it, you know, like, losing your beloved and then having to go on afterwards. And we all have those experiences. We lose something. But then to stand in that courage to continue the path and to continue mm-hmm. the teaching. She didn't build temples. Um, she, what she built was consciousness. And that's, I think, um, that, that's what we're doing in the 21st century. We're shifting consciousness. 
And um, so I think she's she's the greatest teacher of of, of holding that. Oh, absolutely. I agree with you 100% on that one. And I think that there is a lot to be learned. And Joan, are you thinking possibly of doing a DVD of of a tour soon? That well, might be a good thing. Yeah, we have thought about that. We have thought about that. We've thought about you know doing and there's there's this two there's two sides to that. Is that this is a journey and it's very um, personal, it's very intimate. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and yes, and then at the same time, and we don't want to like you know have that intrusion. My husband, who you know he he films and he does things like that in the industry, and we've talked about that so many times. And just like, well, yeah, that would be really a great marketing tool, but then what would it do to the intimacy of the group? And exactly, so we would get, commercialize it too much. Exactly, yeah. I agree. I agree. Yeah. And, and, I would love to go and, and after the journey, you know, and, and do the things of the, the sites that we go to, and that would be wonderful. But mm-hmm. I think that, you know, to um, to take that intimacy away and, and you know, I, I mean, sometimes I'll watch things and, and you'll see these, these people who will talk about their journeys and you'll see the people crying and that stuff. And I just feel like, you know, that is, we, we come as this private group um, and that would just, I think that would just take away from, and no one would actually be able to. In fact, I went on a trip, a Magdalene trip, that they were filming at, and it was no one actually was allowing themselves to have what they needed to have or experience what they needed to experience because the camera was always there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, sure. Like, yeah, no, totally mind. get that. It was yeah, coming from their mind and not their hearts. It was like, mm-hmm. and it was, it was really, it was intrusive. It really was intrusive. I would agree after being on um, several of these journeys with you, Joan. I mean, I go on them, as you've heard me say before, I go on them because I need to do this for my path, and the sacredness of it is what allows me to to go into the places that I need to go to, and I wouldn't be able to do it with a camera, you know, filming, and there's no way. It's It's really private. It's deeply sacred. And what's beautiful is that Alberto, um, this the person that like is really our our chariot. Like he takes us everywhere. He's our he's our physical guide everywhere. And he his his past. Um, he used to be a police detective from the French police. So he's he's just very careful. He's a protector for us, and mm-hmm. he's also very sensitive and in tune with the divine feminine, the work of the divine feminine, and very respectful. But what it's it's a very in intimate journey we're not on a tour bus or like Joan said we're not even on this trip trained with other people we're really like we have our own intimate group and that's what makes the trip so special and you're living in your own moment and you're living in your own moment Donna I want to ask you and and Holly are you there Donna yes Donna I'm sorry to interrupt you Joan I want to ask Donna a really quick question Donna um, for this, for this uh, pilgrimage that you took, I, I'm getting the feeling from you, and, and I can only imagine because I would be that way too. It was a very emotional one for you, as well as um, healing in, in certain aspects, and also maybe some things that you learned along the way. Um, what can you share that you personally feel, and why this would be great for somebody um, to really go on? Are you there, Donna? 
I am. I'm contemplating what you said and, and, and thoughtfully wanting to answer because there's so much that I could say. I learned things about myself that I would not have learned had I not gone on those trips and gone out of my comfort zone. Mm-hmm. I learned deeply that that I learned deeper what I'm made of. And I mean that in every sense of the word. And so I would say that if you're looking for a fun trip to go to a nice place, pick another trip. Mm-hmm. Because these trips are their work. They're, they're work for your path. And so if you're serious about growing on your path, if you're serious about going into the layers of yourself and your heart and your soul, then sign up. There, You know, I said after I came back for the first time from France, I needed a month to rest. <laughs> and I said to Jim, these trips are not for the faint of heart. They really aren't. And I say that in all kindness to say that, you know, the people that are drawn to go on these trips with her are drawn to go for a reason because it's about growing our souls and deepening our our work and our intimacy with the divine. So, you know, that's, I don't know what else to say. Did I answer your now, question? No, that's beautifully said. That's that's what I well, that's what I felt very much so. And um, Joan, you are a, a beautiful human being for able to be able to give this gift to so many people. And um, how many years have you been doing this now? This is like what? How many times have um, you done this? The Magdalene trip or just the sacred journeys? Because the, sacred, the Mary Magdalene trip. I've done the Mary Magdalene trip for quite, I think I've done seven or eight of them now. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's been, it's been, and um, it's been a, I, it's, you know, I, I, I feel like it's, it's the collective that really does it. It's just like, I might be the, like Sandy said, the facilitator that the dream might come through me, but then all of a sudden the dream goes out and everyone, you know, everyone that really signs up, it's because they've really felt that that calling. And it really does, mm-hmm. she does really call you. And sometimes we listen. And because the first time I was called, I didn't listen. Um, but she keeps calling. She'll just say, it's time. And, you know, and it's time. It's time. She'll, you know, I'm, you know, it's, you know. And, you know, that happens to me on a daily, you know. Um, my daily work with her is that in the morning, you know, when I tune in, it will be like, well, Joan, sit down now. You know, we have to have, you know, whatever. And, you know, sometimes I'll listen and sometimes I don't. I'm getting so much better at listening than I was five years ago. And, you know, and um, and um, and I feel like for me this particular journey is, for those people who have known me, as I've been, you know, called, you know, just yeah, I'm writing and writing and writing and writing, and it's like this infamous book. When is it going to come out? You know, blah 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 blah. blah. But it was just like I, it wasn't complete. But I think that this journey, that I have not been able to put all that information together, because this is the journey. This is there's there was there was a piece missing, and I know that I'm going to get it in this journey, and that um, I'm uh, and the people that are coming on this journey are all part of that final piece. And I'm very excited about that. I'm, I, I know that this is this is a must, um, a must for me uh, personally, and that these women are probably going to be more of the support than I'm going to be on this trip because I know that this that this is this is for me. Journey is is the final piece for something that I need. Mm-hmm. 
I think it's a great yeah. way for people to also network um, that are in that group because, as we see, nothing happens by coincidence. I think that a lot of yeah. the people that do go, that hear the calling and um, do participate. Um, in fact, how many people do you max this out at? About What is it, about 18 people, 10 people? Um, each journey oh. um, is really guided very differently. Like this particular, the, the one that's coming up, small group, like only like 10 at the most. There, there was, there, okay. It has to be a very small group. Um, one of the dr- groups, I think we had 26. We, some of them we had 18. Um, it just depends. I don't choose that. She does. I mean, I don't. Uh-huh. She will, you know, she chooses and then it closes like no more. You know, so I don't really So this one's going to be really that. special. Ten, ten mm-hmm. people, one-on-one. Mm-hmm. You, you, yep. you actually probably yep. bond with people. I know uh, oh, Sandy yeah. talked so much about that, and uh, I think this is a really good experience for everyone. And uh, when is your next one going to be um, If for the people that missed out this time? Um, usually I will do the Mary Magdalene trip every other year. So okay. every other year. It usually takes a year to, like, you know, to really... Um, Regroup? You know, kind of like, yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and to like just really um, sit with the teachings because like every time I go, everyone goes, why do you keep doing the same trip? Why, do you, why don't you change the trip? And every trip is not the same trip. We mm-hmm. might go no, to they're not. Places. No, and, and we do have, like this time we are, because we're a smaller group, we'll be able to go to places we can't go with a big group. So that's really exciting to me. But every trip is different, and the teachings are you get something different every time you go. There is there's a unraveling, and you know we have lifetimes and lifetimes to unravel. Um, but I think that um, I, you know it's just different. And even though we go to the same places, they're not the same places because we're not the same people going there. We change exactly. Every, yeah, we change. Keyword, we're we're, different we're not. Lives. Yeah, we're not the same. Yeah. So and yeah. You said you're going to be visiting some places this time that you did not, you were not able to go to. Of course, obviously, mm-hmm. along the way, you you probably hear spirit talk to you and find new new places that are undiscovered. Like I heard about a place, a cave that was in someone's backyard that they recently mm-hmm. just let somebody know about. Yeah, um, yeah. There's there's been all these. Um, it's really interesting as. Um, you know, as more and more information and, and as the consciousness around Mary Magdalene is changing, like she's not the prostitute, she's not this mm-hmm. and she's not that. She was a living human being that, you know, she she had she lived in villages and she traveled and she taught. And um, so um, one of the things about um, this special area that we're going to is that, of course, you know, when, when you are, when you have, followers that you there are places that you go you sit by the river like we do with girlfriends we'll go and we'll sit on the land or we'll do this or when we have our retreats and stuff we'll go to different places and we'll so she did that with her with her followers and so there's a particular river that she would go and she would um baptize her her um um, apostles, if you wanted to say, or her disciples, mm-hmm. but she didn't go by that, her followers. And then there are caves where they would go and they would meet and they would do ceremony and they do healings or they would do anointings. And all of these new things are being discovered and um, new places are being discovered. And, and the people in France um, have really kind of, um, some of the people have really kept them quiet and very personal. And um, 
So, um, but now because she's being honored in a new way, they're opening it up because they didn't want things to be desecrated by, you know, consciousness that didn't um, align with that they, because it was, they're, they're holy places. So yep. um, that, that particular cave that we went to um, that the women were talking about earlier where we saw the apparition of her is that when, as soon as we went, because you hear all the time, oh, Mary Magdalene, Mary Magdalene, Mary Magdalene, and you sure. have to really discern, you know, are these people just trying to make money or, you know. But we went to this particular cave, and my first thought was, Mary Magdalene, if you were in this cave, please, please show yourself to us. And I was sitting there. And I looked up and I saw the apparition and the woman next to me, Linda Burns, she said, Joan, are you seeing this? And we all went quiet at the same time because we were wow. chanting and we were doing some stuff. Chills. And we were there and we just were, we all saw it. She showed it to all of us. And, but what um, did you saw was, exactly? Describe it. Her, her image. I mean, she literally, it wow. was her full image and, um, and it was and it was vibrating. Do you guys remember it vibrating? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. absolutely. It was, it was, the it whole was cave was, yeah. yeah, yeah. And it was like it was almost like the cave lit up, and the and there were a few people that didn't come in, and Alberta was outside, and they saw the light, and and, and it was so interesting because there was one woman who was having a very difficult time on the journey, and she was not allowed in the cave. Oh she wow. Wasn't allowed. In the, in the cave, and so Mary Magdalene um, showed. Um, her, she and I and I and I, you know, we were just in such gratitude because we said, you know, thank you, because we wanted to know, did you really? Were you? Did really she in come the in the cave after that? Did, was that her sign for her to believe no. and to know that she was on the right journey? No, uh-uh, no, uh-uh, that she didn't. Did she finally that get was, it at one point? I think no. I think at that particular time, she was she was our. Um, mirror of what separation looks like. Teacher. Oh, so she was your teacher of teaching you Mm -hmm. what it was like Mm -hmm. to have adversity. Yeah, totally get that. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, no, it was, and and it was so interesting because there was so much kindness, um, like, um, absolutely given to this particular woman on the trip, and Mm -hmm. um, it her fear, it's just, it was her fear, and our fear of intimacy, her fear of, like, but she showed us what separation looked like, and it was, mm-hmm. you know, we, we kept bringing her in, and, um, uh, but, um, yeah, no, it was, there are always such amazing teachings on the trip, and that when mm-hmm. you step out of, you know, like, the whys, and, and you just say, okay, you get into the bigger part of it. It's like there's always a mirror. There's always going to be a teaching. There's always going to be how are you going to deal with this? And it's just like call on me. I will show you. Speak my name. Bring me into your consciousness, and I will show you how you bring love into the situation. And that was really the teaching is how do we bring love into this situation? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, And I I too believe that like the way that mirror works is like whatever you're concealing or stuffing or not looking at, you know, someone will show it to you, you know, right mm-hmm. there for you, for, for it to be healed, for it to mm-hmm. be healed. It needs to be brought out in the open to be healed, you know. So if you can't do it for yourself, someone, you know, that's the gift is um, that the other person showing you what it looks like so that you can, 
you know, release it. Well, and, you can, and you can see it in yourself when it happens. It's like, yeah, yeah. When I, when I separate from the oneness, then I am not connected to all the magic and all the alchemy that can happen. She missed out on this amazing experience because of, you know, she felt separate from. But when you're in the oneness, you know, you are in that divine flow and the universe will show you such her magic, her beauty, um, whatever you need, the answer, whatever it is. And so that she really was showing us is that when you step out of that oneness, you don't get the gifts that, that the universe wants to bring to you. Right. I I get that. I, I think that... um that's just a heavy statement there. I mean, just such a wonderful, amazing experience. I can only imagine what it would have what what it was like and what you guys are going to be walking into this time. Like you said, each time you go it's different. Um mm-hmm. I wanna say again today I've had a special show with Joan Clark on the path of Mary Magdalene and the Goddess Mystery School as well as talking about her aromatherapy and, and her other cool things that she does with her perfumery and and um the women of essence and today we've had sandy fox and donna i didn't get your last name what's your last name my last name is white and it's spelled with a y w-h-y-t-e okay great well i i want to thank everybody for being here today and thank you i want to i want to say to everyone that's listening today if you did miss the beginning of the show, you totally want to listen to this in its entirety. There's a lot of magic in this show itself. Um, uh, definite, definite presence here with me right now. I feel it, and um, it's it's really it's really overwhelming and it's really cool at the same time. Um, I want to say also um, listen to the show in its entirety on Red Velvet Media. Blog Talk Radio and also on iTunes afterwards. I make sure to tune in this Wednesday as I have Patricia Corey on with the emissary. And then Friday, we're going to be celebrating uh, kicking off World Water Day with Sandy Fox and uh, talking about um, all the really cool things, the Samburu Project and the things that she's going to be doing walking for water, how everyone can participate in that. Joan, um, before I hang up, is there anything that you would like? Why don't we have a little affirmation before we hang up here for everyone? A little affirmation. Um, what, what What would Mary Magdalene say to us at this moment? And I think what she would say is to trust your intuition, to follow your heart, to live in the moment, and to know that there's something greater inside of you and and to let that greatness come forth because the world needs it. Absolutely. Beautiful. Mhm. Thank you, Joan. Well, I want to thank, thank everybody you, here for being here today. And, uh, thank I you, Holly, talk for to everybody. Joan, really seriously, you and I are long overdue for a very long conversation. We um, are. <laughs> yeah, and... Uh, I want to say to everyone, if you have a chance to go and check out Joan's stuff, go to Joan's website. Also check out Joan Clark on Facebook. Um, She does do, I know this just from talking to her, special tours for people that maybe want to do it on a smaller basis. But um, as she says, it takes a lot of time to digest all this information. Thank you, Sandy, and thank you, Donna, and uh, Thank you so much, Joan. 
And for everyone, enjoy the Monday. Oh, we have a full moon, too, by the way. So full moon madness. So um, everyone enjoy it. It's a good good madness. Yeah, I'll see everybody Wednesday. Okay. You've been listening to Red Velvet Media with Holly Steffi. Thanks for listening, and tune in again next time. Thank mm-hmm. you.